Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm with Sophie Harker, who joined the You Move Estate Agency Franchise Group um, no more than about five years ago. And this is one of five video interviews that I'm doing, talking to You Move franchisees of why they set up their You Move franchise. Just for the record, not being paid anything to do this video. Like all my videos, anyone who sits on the Watkin sofa is here completely free of charge. I do it because I enjoy interviewing people and finding out information about what's happening in the estate agency profession. Thank you for joining me today, Sophie. Thank you for having me. It's okay. Now, um, you were um, you, you were a, a, a worked in an estate agency in South East Lincolnshire um, mm -hmm. up until 2013, yes. and then you took on the You Move franchise. Yes. What frustrations were you having in your in that job that made you think you wanted to set up your own agency? Um, well, it was really a bit of a um, kind of right time, right place in that I worked for, I moved from location from Lincolnshire to Manchester and worked for the former you move owners. Um, and then I was there at the right time when they decided to switch it to be in a uh, franchise model um, and offered me a pilot and I thought, let's jump for it the way it's working is is brilliant as a personal agent so let's give it a go okay so when you did start had you been valuing out valuing or were you more office based no i'd never valued in my life <laughs> so can you I'd, remember your first free valuation uh, yes <laughs> i was thinking please just tell me what price you want to hear <laughs> i think we've all been yeah there. we can all remember our first free valuation can't we yeah completely so yeah and how did that go yeah, really well. Yeah, it just, I ended up just talking and just chatting about what we do, how we're different, um, and just getting, getting get a it? good relationship. Yes, did Cotton. and sold it. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so what frustrations were, were niggling away at you where you used to think, do you know, I, I, I really do fancy being my own estate agent, being, you know? Um, well, I always knew that I wanted to be in property. Um, bit of a family affair with you, yes, isn't it? Yes, yeah, we, we all are. I think stepfather's, yeah. I only just found out, <laughs> your stepfather's been on that sofa literally about six, eight weeks ago. Yeah. And I think we've got your mum coming up on there in a couple of weeks' yes. time, so there you go, yeah, small completely. World. And then my dad's a builder, um, and my grandfather is still a builder, and so, yeah, it's it's in my blood. Um, and so when came across you move rather than working at the independent estate agents, it's just... <laughs> A refreshing way to work. Okay, but let's come back to your frustrations. What what, what was just niggling away at you? Um, I'm sorry, property in your blood's good, but it's not it's not good enough for this. I want to <laughs> really dig down. What was holding probably, you back? Probably just with this, I can get further than I could in an independent estate. Was agency. that was that really annoying you that you were you felt that you were you waiting for dead man's shoes then? I don't think I'd noticed it then, um, but now it's very much a case of I, I know where I can go with this compared to what I could have but done. Where can you go? It's, only, it's just your business. You can't sell it. Can you sell it on? I can sell it on if I want to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, what, what fears did you have? You know, um, I mean, you're, you're married. I'm, How many children have you got? One three-year-old and okay. one on the way. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Busy, you busy. don't do things to do by halves, do you? No, definitely not. <laughs> so what fears did you have? I mean, what, what did your husband say to you? 
Um, so my husband's in the forces, so his sort of job security is fairly there. Um, and he was very much sort of just just go for it. Anything that I put my mind to, I I normally manage to to make work. Okay. But really, I think once you're clear on something, what's that saying of? Once you get clear, you remove the fear. So clarity is power. So once I knew what we were going to do, how we were going to make it work, that kind of helps to just... Okay, but I mean, the, the, you, the you move franchise, if, if memory serves you well, is that you don't give a percentage away of the sale fee, but you have to give them over a thousand pounds a month. Yeah. You know, that's an awful lot of money when you consider that even if you set up on the 1st of January, the money ain't going to start coming in until at least June. No. Having been in both, though, the comparison is is no comparison. If I was to set up on my own to pay Rightmove, to pay Zoopla, to pay your staff costs straight away, to have a high street brand, all of those expenses, the branding, the marketing, it would have just been extortionate capital, which at that point I didn't have because I just came into it from coincidence. So. Okay, but you know, you still got to have a good 10 or 15 grand behind you before you get kicked off. Yeah. You know, what, what support did you move give for you, you know, when you did start? Um, well, because I was in, in the beginning, we were very much more so of a family. I mean, we still are now. There's a real kind of ethos of, of the U-Move people, really. Um, so it was more a case of physically helping me with decisions of how we market, what we do, what's been tried and tested. Don't go and throw your money at that, Sophie. Actually split it to do this and that. And all of that support was, was greatly received. And the backing of head office on how we deal with lettings is phenomenal. So I just built the letting side to a point where that covered everything that it needed to. What? So basically your job on the letting side is just find the landlord and then they sort out all the rubbish? So that, Yeah, so they do. Because let's be honest, letting it, you're not a state agent <laughs> alike. You don't let them anywhere near all the legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they look after our legals, regulations, producing the paperwork for us, and then we do the physical appointments, the signing of it. They set up the direct debits, deal with the landlord payments. <laughs> The, the list goes on. So it's just a case of we built up the lettings book with that support and then that pays for. So your lettings book, you get all the best bits, which is the money, but you don't get any of the hassle. Yeah. And they basically sort it all out for you. What, tenants, problems, everything? Yeah, so we're 24-7, so we've got a repairs um, phone number. So if the tenant's got a repair. Um, because we're personable and we're local, though, we do get hands-on with that. I will... If a repair comes in, I'll visit them while I'm passing. I'll check things. And um, we build really, really good relationships with our tenants. But the nitty gritty side of it is very much supported by head office. But, but primarily your, your job is, is more on the estate agency side. Is that about right? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So we, we now have got quite a large um, sort of market share of one of our areas. Um, and so we've we've concentrated on growing the, the sales side there once we've got the lettings where we where we needed it to be. So that's in Spalding. I mean, in terms of market, not not percentages, but <clears throat> whereabouts are you in the pecking order? Um, we're about between second and third. That's not bad, is mm. it? Yeah. In Spalding. Yeah. The funny bug is so. over there as well, and I can say that because <laughs> my family come from over there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so what what advice? 
actual <coughs> nitty-gritty advice have you actually given you? I mean, if you don't mind me saying, you know, a cartoon character of a, sh of a, of a sheep, <laughs> is that really great marketing? Um, I was concerned about that with me being Stamford-based, which is completely different to Spalding. Yeah. So Stamford Boys and Girls is like really posh. It's like the Cotswold on ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was concerned how it would be sort of portrayed there. However, it has just been loved by everybody. And you'll know from um, sort of families when they, when they see something, what they remember, all the children remember the green sheep. All the children that walk past a green sheep where there's a school, they're talking about it all the time. So then it's implanted in the parents' minds. So actually having such a gimmicky thing... So everyone... it does actually work for Oh, you. yeah, completely. Everyone knows moon pig, pigeon, whatever Funky that... Pigeon. Funky pigeon. Yeah. So it's the same thing, isn't it, really? It works well. So one of your fears was the money. The other one was, was the branding. Was there any other fears that you had when you started? me whether I would be able to do it okay and what was holding you back <clears throat> I'd never done it before never been a business owner I mean what I was only 23 4 okay so what was your lowest point after you started um probably taking the step to go on to maternity leave actually okay that was a Oh my God, I've, I've done this seven days a week. I've had no dependence, so I've, I've thrown my time into it. And now I'm going to have to physically take a step back. So how um, did you cope? Well, I've got a very, very, very good friend who became business partner. Um, and we are just perfect jigsaw puzzle. Um, and she kept everything, everything going on on hand and has very much got the same mission and dreams as I have to grow it. So... So how long were you away from your business then? Or was you really away from it? Mm. <laughs> My first appointment was three weeks after I'd had her. Okay. <laughs> However, I did take six months maternity, but kind of kept my eye on the letting side and things still in the background. How does your husband feel that you throw yourself so much into the business when you're balancing the needs of being a mother and a wife? He's brilliant with it to be fair um because of and i think that's the forces attitude because they have to throw themselves into it he's done several tours he's been in 20 years um and he's often away on exercise and things and he's not he lives has to live away on camp monday to friday so very much understands and and knows that and also he jokes that it's his retirement fund. <laughs> He's got a decent pension. He doesn't need a retirement. So do you have, what about, do you have family looking after little ones as well? And yes. Things like that? Yeah. Go to, well, she goes to a brilliant nursery in Stamford, but also have great grandparents that, that look after her as well. And what advice would you give to, to females watching this in terms of how to balance running your own business and childcare? Um, once you think it's scarier than it is, but somebody recently said to me about counterbalance and said stop stop talking about work-life balance you don't balance it you just counterbalance it when you need to focus on this you're focusing on work when you need to focus on this you focus on family okay and are that's you... definitely being present for both is is key are you worried about the opinion of others trying to be a successful businesswoman and a successful mother no she's my drive so in order to 
provide for Penelope what and the next one. Um, my parents were very, very good at um, being able to sort of treat us to holidays in American things because they worked hard um, and I saw them get the balance right. So, yeah, that's me in good stead. Talk to me a bit more about this counterbalance. What advice would you give to people watching this now? Um, being present really in each, each kind of category that you would class as your life. Um, if you're present 100% at that time, the focus time and focus work just makes you more efficient. So then when I clock off, if you like, between picking my daughter up at six and getting her to bed sort of seven, seven thirty, I am 100% there and she knows no different. So then when she's gone to bed, I can clock back on to what I need to do in the evening. And it's just not feeling like, oh, I need to be balancing these two things. Okay. You just counterbalance. You tend to one and nothing to the other and so switch. Let's come back to, to how you're operating as an agent. You're number two, number three in a town of Spalding, which is population, if memory serves as well, of 30,000, 40,000. Do you have a bra physical branch in Spalding? We have a serviced office. Okay, but, so, yeah. but not as such as a high street Not operation. a high street window, no. How do people, what, how do you counteract the fact when you know, people say we haven't got a high street operation? Um, it, people used to say it to start with, um, and I would then overcome me by saying, but would you prefer to have to come and park into town and come in to see us, or would you prefer me to pop in and see you? I come and bring you all your documents, I'll help you fill out your solicitor's documents. I'm there to do your viewings. But how, I mean, you move a very, very passionate about this personal agent, which in layman's terms is one person does the viewing, one person does the valuation, chases the valuation, gets the valuation, does all the viewings, does all the offers, mm -hmm. chases it all the way through. So you've got one person from start to end. We haven't got split between negs and valuers and branch yeah. managers. How do you cope with the fact that you're you know, number two and number three in, in a decent-sized market town? How does that work? Um, so we have split it up now. So before it was just purely I would look after my people, Sarah would look after hers, um, but we very much recognise what our strengths and weaknesses are, and then we obviously built a team because um, we've been going for so many years now. So how many people work in the business? So currently three. We're about to take on four new ones. For additional four? Yes. <laughs> okay. And what are, are they, what are they? Are they going to be more little personal agents working out there as like self-employed, self will, but okay. yeah, yeah, some admin staff and, and lettings back up as well. Okay. So, yeah, we... Um, we have suppliers that help with sales progression because that's a, a major time um, sort of taker um, and um, we split it between who's really good at doing viewings with buyers, who's really good at speaking with the vendors, who's good at the listings. So, Isn't that a detraction away from the personal agent which you move, keep banging on about though? Um, not because the where you'd have, as I did before, you'd have a valuer. Then you'd be passed on to maybe somebody that goes out and does the viewings, but they're not always there. They're only part-time or the weekends. Then you would have a sales negotiator. Then you would have a sales progressor. Um, the same person that... Um, same people would do two or three of those roles. So any client will only really be dealing with two of us at a time, um, which obviously then for them to be able to get hold of somebody... They've got personal numbers for always being able to get hold of one of those two. And you think that works? Yes, definitely. Because it's yeah. not the normal U-Move method, is it? 
No, it's not. No, but it's... Or, or do you think that's because this is just a natural progression? Uh, yeah, natural progression of size. Um, okay. And I think in the beginning, whilst you're building up the trust of your market town, mm -hmm. you need to be that personal agent that's doing it all. Talking of clients, what do you think clients would say about you? Oh, um, we've had comments that it's like no other. Okay. Um, we end up with clients that are just absolute friends for life. Um, they're very, very much, they see the personal, even though I'm talking about what we do in the background of how we split our time and things, they see it as Sophie's working for me or Sarah's working for me. They don't necessarily see it as I'm with this you move estate agent. So I think they... And you really think it makes a difference? I mean, yes. someone could copy that model and just put a different name across the door, couldn't they? They could, but I don't think they'd be able to roll it out as well as we do. Okay, okay. What one thing would you change about the U-Move model? Um, I genuinely wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't change anything. What do you want to improve on personally going forward? Especially with the fact you've got a little one on the way. Um, personally, it would be managing and training the staff. Sort of being, being able to um, kind of build that team and look after the team. Um, rather than just doing the doing, because I think we're all business owners, setups, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call people. Once you start going, you just you mm. just make it into a job. So we're now very much on the focus of working on our business rather than in it. And I mean, you started your business when you were in your early twenties. Yeah. Do you think that was the wise thing to do, or do you think you, in hindsight, you could have waited longer, or you should have done it before? Wise thing to do. Yeah. Less fear when you're younger. You've got more get up were you and go. Were you married at the start when you started Not the business? Not yet, no. But were you with, were you was with your with partner? Daniel, yeah, yeah. But we weren't married yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And also you've got, more, you've got more drive for things. Like a lot of the reasons of why I put in so much time because we wanted a really nice wedding or we wanted the next house or I had big whys as to why to drive it. And, and what are your future hopes and dreams for the business? And more importantly, you as a family. Um, we've very much got um, sort of a clear five-year plan for me and Sarah um, as to building across the area that we've got and being able to bring in listing agents that can grow with it because we have quite a good model where if they choose to, they don't need to be employed. They can be on a very good financial split. And we want to, not just for our business, but to actually give that opportunity to agents. So give them that something different where they can have flexibility and literally earn uncapped. And it genuinely, without sounding too cheesy, that way of life is just, it's life changing for a family. So. Okay. And, and finally, what would your final thing be to any negotiator or valuer thinking, they want to set up their own business. Why should they choose you move? And I know you're biased, <laughs> but go on. Because it works. It's just, it works. It's a nice way of working. I have never in this whole seven, eight years dreaded going to work ever. Every single day, there are just amazing people around you because everyone's chosen to be part of it. 
they've not had to do it to take a salary and are actually begrudging being there in the office nine till five. They've chosen to be part of it because they've got a passion. So you end up with a, a good kind of family. And what do they say about having the right people around you to become who you want to be? It's, it shows. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time today, Sophie. You're welcome. Star. Thank you.